Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A market that, well, the beans did it again. They went lower once again, though the corn tried to pull themselves into the higher territory. Even the wheat had some green on the screen to wrap up a Friday trade. On the livestock side of it, though, it was all positive as well. We're going to take a look at what's been going on in this grain complex today. We know some big reports are looming early next week, and that'll be closely watched in the days ahead. But also, we saw some strong exports with China. Yep, you heard me right. China. We're going to talk all about that as we get the details coming from Troy Nielsen. Troy is with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. So let's talk about China because earlier this week, Troy, we've been hearing a lot of China switching their looks. They're heading to Brazil. But still, we saw some strong exports to them this week. Yeah, that's right, Susan. Uh, Strong exports, which is great to see, Um, even at a time of year where uh, South America is coming online with more grain in the competitive market, mainly in the soybeans at this time, of course. But as they're coming onto the world market, um, we see more competitiveness going on. And um, I was really tickled to see that we're still doing a lot of business with China this week. Um, That was fantastic to see. Um, Matter of fact, the day that that came out, the market was actually down that day so we were scratching our heads a little bit and since then it's come back for us so um you know those those things are in the market and um you know we're in between crops right now we're 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 still selling old crop to the world and we're getting ready to talk about new crop uh acreage and and those issues going on so we're kind of in an interesting time of year also so you talk about that. I mean, I know that the really the focus is going to start t- switching to Brazil as their as their harvest continues. But what are we going to need to do? And with the way this dollar's been trading, is that going to hinder some possible other export opportunities with other countries? Yeah, it very well could. Absolutely depends on what the dollar's doing for us at the time, and and that's a spot market in my opinion. Um, when you're looking at the dollar, um, we're not talking out in the future six months ahead. We're talking exports and and our ability to to book um, corn and soybeans and wheat this week and next week. So it's a spot market. And uh, what we've saw what we've seen in the longer term with the U.S. dollar, uh, it started. It has been trending lower for several months, like about the last six months. And as that's taken place, we've continued to enjoy really solid export business to the world. And what we've seen in uh, recent weeks is the dollar did have a pretty decent recovery at that time. Our markets um, kind of tapered off here. So most guys are saying, gosh, corn really hasn't gone anywhere for about two and a half, three weeks. It's been in a sideways trading range, same with soybeans. A lot of that's because the dollar doesn't have a lot of direction to it. It recovered off of its low, so that downtrending dollar kind of slowed down and recovered a little bit. So you see a direct correlation there. And our ability to sell to the world, of course, uh, depends on the dollar um, favoring U.S. commodities, that's for sure. So what has been the kind of the boost behind the dollar that we've seen as of late? Yeah, you know, that's always, that's a great question. I, I really can't answer that. I don't know that why it does what it does. Um, I know we got past an election year. Uh, you know, we got past the election. Um, so then you look at new policies in place um, or coming into place. I think that probably has um, some effect on the dollar, of course. Um, so I, I think that um, probably some of those unknowns, I'm not going to try to pretend <laughs> to know what those factors are, that's for sure. But a lot of it is um, 
um, how we're positioning ourselves in the world, and some of that's um, our overall economy as well. So ethanol should be seeing some support headed their way. I mean, we're already into spring. Before we know it, it'll be summer driving season. And folks, I think this year are going to be anxious to be out and about knowing that they can after being vaccinated. Absolutely, Susan. And that's something we don't talk about very often. All of a sudden, we're not talking about um, uh, the world getting back to work and traveling. And that's because um, the vaccine's getting out there. Um, and here, the largest, strongest economy in the world right here in the U.S. currently, um, we're getting vaccinated. And uh, we're getting vaccinated at a, at a really fast rate compared to the world. And so, and we're also coming into the, you know, traveling season as well. There's a lot of home building going on. Um, there's a lot of rail going on, rail freight. So we're using a lot of ethanol. We're using a lot of fuel in general. Um, and so, you know, that's healthy to our markets. That's for sure. The, the draw on the corn uh, inventories into that ethanol business is very strong right now. Um, so ethanol is treating, treating us well, that's for sure. Have you heard anything about how the, the Safrina corn crop is coming along in Brazil? You know, um, you hear different art difference between Argentina and other countries, um, a little bit slower pace, uh, as far as planting on that second crop, but then, um, they're not, uh, I don't think it's, it's, it's so far behind that there, it's a detriment to the, um, their ability to have a good yield at this point. So I don't think it's a big issue at, at, as we speak. Um, and so I really haven't heard anything other than that on, on that second crop. It's a little early. It is, but I know that there was some concerns about some late planting as well. So that could maybe yeah. be some possible boosts for U.S. US corn, maybe. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, we're, we'll look for a boost from anywhere, and that, that's exactly right. That could be part of what we see. One um, Part of that, if that continues on and gets to be a bigger issue as every day clicks off, that they're a little further behind on planning. Yeah, it could, um, aid, it could be part of that um, bullish um, information that we put in the blender with our commodities, and, you know, so it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt, that's for sure. Well, some exciting times are, are ahead. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the soybean market. We didn't really touch much on it, but again, another weaker spread in the trade today. Is this going to continue as we head into next week? And don't forget, next week we do have that planning intentions report, so a lot of excitement is continuing to build there. We'll look at some exports, too, with China as ASF continues to take its toll in China. Does that possibly mean some hindrance to our purchases there as well? More is coming up. Stick around, folks. It's the Fontenelle final bell on the rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue that conversation with Troy Nielsen, Troy is with Smart Yield. And as we left for break, we were talking about this soybean market kind of leading into part two. And it was a second day on a Friday. I shouldn't even just say a second day, but a, a continued uh, downward trend that's been happening in the soybeans. What seems to be kind of the factor that we're seeing them pulled as low as they've gone? Well, what we've seen also is, you know, I, I think, what we're looking at right now is it's just a demand factor or lack of demand in some cases. Um, so I, in our opinion, some of it is demand on meal. Of course, hog inventories have a lot to do with that. And you've seen the hog market, um, you know, screaming up the hill. And that's partially because of inventories. So, you know, you don't have as much meal being fed into the hog market, you know, as p- part of that 
issue. But at the same time, we have a wide range of um, that we're currently in in the soybean futures market, and it, it's um, we haven't it, the the uptrend kind of halted at this for this period of time, but yet we're not. Um, we haven't developed a downtrend either. We're kind of in a sideways pattern. In my opinion, I think corn and beans are somewhat sideways patterns there, Susan. And when and when I think we're position squaring with the funds and, and in this sideways pattern, I think we're at acreage report next Wednesday. Um, at the same time, when, when you do look at old crop uh, pricing that we're still coming working through, the new crop's not quite haven't had any problems with crop development, so new crops really not there. But if you look at com- compared to um, prior years, over twelve dollar November beans is fantastic values yet. Um, and in this part of the region here in central Nebraska, um, we see even southwest Nebraska we see uh, basis levels still is still strong in those corn and bean markets as well. So the local demand is very strong. Um, at the same time with with beans or excuse me corn um you know corn we're looking at um corn in that 467 to 475 range here recently um not very often in the month of march do we see uh this type of pricing opportunity so if you look at your stocks to use um, on corn and beans, um, I think that's where why we're here. It's a uh, it's it's just a numbers game on on stocks to use versus futures numbers. So I think it's really legitimate, but we'll see this coming Wednesday how that pans out a little bit um, with the acreage estimate that you had. Having said that. I know a lot of excitement is building, I think, this year more than what we saw last year. What are some key factors that we need to kind of be looking out for? We've got still trade Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday, and then a smidge into Wednesday. Yeah, I think a couple of things. One of them, of course, is um, the funds. And you always want to watch the funds. Um, You don't want to fade the funds. You don't want to um, try to be one. But it's always good to know what the funds are doing. And the funds... um, recently have backed off a few contracts but not not many they haven't really changed directions of course they're long the markets and but they've backed off a little bit maybe a little bit of position squaring before the report profit taking um that's one factor um i think the other one is the big one that we watch of course on a daily or weekly basis is the corn to bean ratio and that's a ratio between the new crop corn and the new crop soybeans and it normally runs about 2.5, um, 2.56 um, to one. That is, and recently that would be par. We're we're setting about 2.58, 2.59 um, is where we're currently at most days, which is a slight favor to maybe that soybean futures, but but not a big pull. So we're going to come into that report with with that being somewhat of a non-factor, but we'll see where it goes from there. Let's look at the wheat. Um, that's been an interesting. I mean, we got some good needed moisture in in areas of the Kansas Panhandle and, and above. What are we seeing in this wheat complex? Because they struggled earlier this week and were able for a Friday trade to turn it around. Yeah, you're exactly right. And wheat is such of a different fundamentals. You're you're hundred percent right. Um, how is it going to come out of winter dormancy? On your winter wheat, obviously, that's a big factor, and that's being determined right now, of course, in many of the acres. Um, is it coming out? How, how, what kind of shape is it coming in? And is it going to be, is it 
going to potentially go to something different um, as far as a different crop is concerned. Um, now, with the moisture that we've had, um, a lot of the the, the, the Midwest has had um, uh, you know good moisture here in the last ten days, and so that might change the picture a little bit as far as that weed is concerned. But um, of course, those fundamentals are. Um, uh, out there, and then the pricing scenario. You know, everybody in the country or in the world uh, raises wheat and sells wheat. Wheat, we're no different. Um, and so, wheat, wheat's a little bit different fundamental um, than, than the other than the row crops. That's for sure. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Troy? Yeah, just call our office here in Kearney at 308-234-05. Futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all of your local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network. Check this out as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.